Shalom to all. Today's daf is Erevin Daf Lamed Gimel. We're starting five lines from the top at the two dots. Today's daf is sponsored Lilu Nishmas. Mars Chava Rachel Basra Maishi Huda. She should be a Meilut Yeshir for all of us, and her Neshama should have a tremendous Aliyah. Now, in the previous daf, we discussed the machlekes between Rebbe and the Rabbanon. Rebbe holds that if something is usher the Rabbanon on Shabbos, then Bein Hashmashas on Erev Shabbos, it's mutter to do this thing, and the Rabbanon were not geyser any sort of iser. It's only usher on Shabbos itself. Whereas the Chachamim argue, and they do not allow it even during Bein Hashmashas. Our discussion in particular is about Erev. If a person's Erev is in a location, and he has access to it then, so it's valid. If not, then the Erev isn't valid because he doesn't have access to it and that's when his Erev actually is Chal and takes effect. Now, throughout this Gemara, it's important to remember the following Yisoyed that we learned at the bottom of Lamed Bey's Amud Bey's, that an Erev is a personal dwelling place, and therefore, it is kind of an area around it of 4x4 four four Amas. Therefore, even if his Erev is in a different Rishos than where he wants to be kind of Shvisa, he wants to be kind of Shvisa, let's say, in Rishos Arabim, and his Erev is in Rishos Yachid, as long as he is within 4 Amas of his Erev, it's still valid. So that means that any time that we say that there's an issue with his Erev being in a different Rishos, then that also means that he's more than 4 Amas away from his Erev, and he has no way of accessing it during Banish Mashas. And armed with that knowledge, the Gemara says, My Rebbe, my Rabbanon, what's this Machlekes and Rebbe Rabbanon that we had? Titan, we have a Brisa, Nasun be'ilun l'malam asaratvachim, if a person places Erev in a tree above Tentvachim, Eneruve Erev, it's not a valid Erev, because, as we said, he's more than four Amas away from it, and it's in two different Rishuyas, so he has no way of accessing it, Banish Mashas. L'matim asaratvachim, if it's lower than Tentvachim, Eruve Erev, it's valid, because he and his Erev are both in the Rishus Rabbim. V'asr Litloi, however, he's not allowed to take it off of the tree on Shabbos, because you're not allowed to be Mishtamish be'ilun, you're not allowed to use a tree on Shabbos. Had this erev on the tree within three tvachim of the ground, Mutalitla, he's even allowed to take it on Shabbos because it's considered like it's actually on the floor of the Rishas Rabbim and not even necessarily on the tree. Nasun Bikakala, let's say he placed it on a basket, Utalai Ilon, and then he hung it on the tree. Afil Lamal Masar Tvachim, even if it's above ten tvachim, Eruve Erev, it's still a valid Erev. Divi Rebbe, that's Rebbe's opinion. Machacham, I remember they say, Call Makam Shasu Litlai, anytime it's usher to take your Erev, Eruve Erev, so it's not a valid Erev. And now the Gemara say, what were the Chachamim saying their statement on? If you're going to say they're going on the seifa of this brisa that it was in a basket, so we say Does that mean that there are abundant hold that the sides of a tree are usher? We had a machlekes at the end of Masechah Shabbos whether or not we extend the isser of being mishdamish be'ilon to the sides of the tree also. Meaning, if something's hanging on the side of the tree, perhaps that's also an isser of being mishdamish be'ilon. And it seems from here that we have a proof that studin are usher. You're not allowed to even take your air if it's in a basket that's on the tree. And from the fact that we never brought that as a proof, it must be that's not what the chachamim were saying. So the Gemara says, Al-Aresha, it must be the Chachamim we're talking about, the Resha, that even though your Erev was on the tree lower than ten Tvachim, so it's in the same Roshis as you, nonetheless, it's still not a valid Erev because you can't take it off the tree, banish Mashas, because you're not allowed to be Mishdamish be Elon. And now the Gemara says, Hi, Elon, hey, Chidami, how does this tree look? If it's not four Tvachim wide and it's just very tall and skinny, so Makam Peturu, it's just a regular Makam Peturu, and we know that when you're in Roshis Rabbim and there's a Makam Peturu, so you're allowed to be Mishdamish with that, you're allowed to take things on and off of it, so there shouldn't be any problem with this Erev, even if it's above ten Tvachim. And the Gemara Continues, and if it is four tvachim wide, so it's a regular Rishis Yachid, it's four tvachim wide, ten tvachim high, so can you son of hava? Just because you placed it in a basket, what does that gain you? Rabbi had said that you're allowed to place your Erev in a basket on a tree above ten tvachim. Why should a basket help anything? And this is an important question to remember because we're going to be dealing with this question all the way until the Mishnah on Lamadal and Amabez. Again, let's remember this question is why should it be okay to place your Erev in a basket on a tree if it's above ten tvachim and the tree is four tvachim wide? So the Gemara offers us our first answer. Um, the Risha is talking about where the tree was four tvachim wide. Therefore, you are not allowed to place your Erev 
above ten tefachim because then it's an rishisa yachid and it's not valid. Seifa, the seifa that's talking about the basket is the less baraba, where the width of the tree is not four tefachim. And this basket completes the four tefach width. Laman gimel based on the top. Virebi savrlak reb meir and Rebbe holds like reb meir. This savrlak reb yehuda and he also holds like reb yehuda. And this entire combination makes it okay to place your erev in a basket which is above ten tefachim. How does this work? Savrlak reb meir. Rebbe holds like reb meir. Damer he says chaykin lahashlim. We're gonna imaginarily carve out something in order to reach the shear that we need. The savrlak reb yehuda. He also holds like reb yehuda. Damer be in an erev algabe makam rabav leka. Reb yehuda says we need to have our erev situated on top of a place that's four tefachim wide, that's considered a makam chashev, and we don't have that. And now let's work backwards to fully understand this. Rabbi Yehuda holds that if you want an Erev to be valid, it has to be resting on a place that's four tefachim wide. And right now your Erev is in a basket that's not four tefachim wide, so we have a problem. Therefore, we also have to come on to Rabbi Meir that says, We're going to imaginarily carve out part of the tree in order to combine the tree and the basket to being an area that's a makam chashev, a four tefachim wide, and that's why your Erev is valid, because now it's resting on a place that's more than four tefachim wide. And it's allowed to be above ten tefachim. And why is this not considered a shasayachid? So Rashi explains that the only part that's four tefachim wide over here is this basket area around the tree. However, the whole bottom part of the tree that's in proximity to the shasayachid is not four tefachim wide. So therefore, the tree itself is not considered a shasayachid and neither is this basket. It's just a basket that's considered a makam chashiv and that's why your erev is valid. And now the Gemara says, my Rabbi Huda, what's the source of Rabbi Huda's statement that your erev has to be on a makam chashiv? Detanya, we have a bride, so Rabbi Huda, he says, not you place the beam in the middle of Rosh Hashanah, Vinyach Yeruvayla, you place the Erev on it, Gavaya Yodur Chava Dalad, if it's ten Tvachim high and four Tvachim wide, Yeruva Erev, it's a valid Erev. Vimlav, if it's not ten Tvachim tall, ain't Yeruva Erev, so it's not a valid Erev. The Gemara asks, Adaraba, the opposite makes sense. Huve Yeruva Makam Echad, him and his Erev are in the same place. If this pole is lower than ten Tvachim, so that means his Erev is in the Rosh Hashanah, and it's considered like his Erev is part of the Rosh Hashanah, there's Machlekes Rishanim of how that makes sense. If it's not within three Tvachim of the ground, so we can't necessarily say Lovid, so that's not a discussion for now, but for all intents purposes, if this beam is lower than 10 Tvachim, so his Erev is in the airspace of the Rosh Hashanah, it's considered that him and his Erev are in the same place, and therefore it's considered like it's in a Makam Chashev, even if the pole is not 4 Tvachim wide. And the Gemara says, this is really what he was saying, if the pole is 10 Tvachim tall, so the pole has to be 4 Tvachim wide. However, if it's not ten tefachim tall, then ain't sarv shabra then it doesn't have to be four tefachim wide. And that's our source of Rabbi Huda that your Arab has to be on a makim chashiv of four tefachim. So we just concluded our first answer on the question of how is it possible that we can have our basket above ten if it's in a place that's four. And that was from Ravina. And now the Gemara says, Kiman, who did Ravina say his statement like? The like Rabbi Yisib Rabbi Huda. It's definitely not like Rabbi Yisib Rabbi Huda. The Tanya Rabbi Yisib Rabbi Huda. Where he says, not kind of Rishus Rabbim. If you place the reed in the middle of Rishus Rabbim, vinyach brushet trascal, and you place the basket on top, the zark vanochal. You threw something from the Rishus Rabbim and it rested inside this basket. Chayev, he's going to be Chayev because now this entire area is considered Rishus Hayachid. And so we see clearly that even though the base of this pole is not Fort Tvachim wide and it's only the basket at the top of this pole which is Fort Tvachim wide, still that creates the entire thing into Rishus Hayachid. And you're Chayev for throwing from the Rishus Rabbim into it. And clearly this is not like what Ravina was saying because he said if I have a tree that's very skinny and only in the area where the Erev is I have Fort Tvachim, that's not considered Rishus Hayachid and it's still considered a valid Erev. So the Gemara says it's not a Raya. I feel him, Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yehuda, Ravina can even be going according to Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yehuda's shita, because Hasam over there in the case where we have this pole in Rabbim with the basket on top, Hadron Mechitzta, we have the Mechitzas going all around it. Since the basket itself is four Tvachim wide and it's resting on top of the pole, we're going to apply the concept of good Achas Mechitzta, that we're going to take the Mechitzas of this basket, we're going to stretch them all the way down to the ground. These imaginary Mechitzas are completely enveloping the pole, and therefore we have a proper Shisayachid over there. 
Hacha, however, over here in the case of the Eruv, Lehajan Mechitzta, we don't have the Mechitzas completely surrounding this tree because the basket itself is not for Tvachim wide. It's only with our combination of the basket and the tree using our Chakikin Lahashlim to imaginarily create for Tvachim, we cannot imaginarily extend Mechitzas downwards using good Aches Mechitzta with imaginary Mechitzas that were created by Chakikin Lahashlim. And that's why even Rabbi Yasub Rabbi Huda would say that in our Eruv case, we don't have a proper Shasayachid. And now the Gemara offers its second answer to our question of how is it that it's okay to have our Erev inside of a basket on a tree above 10 Tvachim. Rabbi Yirmiyamah, Rabbi Yirmiyamah says, Shani Kalkal, the basket case is different, he could tilt the basket all the way until part of the basket is actually within 10 Tvachim, then the Erev would slide down to him, and then he's able to bring it to himself, so therefore we have a potential of being able to access this Erev banish Mashas, and that's why it's valid. And the Gemara says, Yasra Papa, Vika Hashmeitzer, Papa was sitting and saying over Rabbi Yirmiyamah's answer that since this person has the potential that he he could tilt the basket, and then the Erev will slide down to him into the Rosh Hashanah so that's why it's considered a valid Erev, even though it's above 10 Tfachim in the basket in the tree. And Esfei Rav Arshavel Papa, so Rav Arshavel asked Papa from the following Mishnah. This Mishnah is talking about when Yontif fell on an Erev Shabbos, and this person wants to extend his Chum, both on Yontif and on Shabbos, and the Mishnah says, Ketzeru so how does he do that? Malicha Berishan, he brings his Erev to the place where he wants to become a Shvisa on the first day, meaning on Erev Yontif, he stays there once it gets dark, now he was Kanishvisa, Vinaitla, he could take his Erev with him back to the place, Ubalai, and he could go back to his house. But Shani, on the second day, meaning on Erev Shabbos, he brings his Erev back to the place where he wants to be Kanishvisa, Machshech Alev, he has to stay there once it becomes dark, so he could be kind of his Erev, Vaichla, and then he has to eat it there. He doesn't have to eat it there, he just has to leave it there because he's not allowed to carry it back. It's Shabbos, Ubalai, and then he could go back to his house. And now Rav Barshava actually asks his question, Lama Dalad Amaralf on the top, Amai, why do we have to say that he actually has to bring his Erev to that place, Erev Yantif, stay? there and then bring it back. Nema, why don't we just say, since if he wanted to bring his Erev to that place, he could have brought it there because it's Yontif and you're allowed to carry food. Even though he didn't bring it, it's as if he had brought it the same way we say, since he could tilt the basket and get his Erev, so it's as if he tilted it even though he didn't actually tilt the basket and take his Erev off of the basket in the tree. We have to make Xera for the case that when Yontif falls out after Shabbos, we're going to run into some sort of issue. We're afraid that if he gets accustomed to extending his Tchum without actually bringing the Erev to his Makam Shvisa is, then he's going to run into an issue when Yontif falls out on after Shabbos. Remember, it's going to be okay if Yontif is on Friday, then he's allowed to carry his Erev to where his Makam Shvisa is supposed to be, and so therefore we say that even though he didn't actually bring his Erev there, it's not Ma'akiv because he has the ability to do so. However, when Yontif falls out after Shabbos, he might might not bring his Erev to where it needs to be on Erev Shabbos, and then in between Shabbos and Yontif, that Ben Hashmashes, he doesn't have the ability to bring his Erev to his Makam Shvisa because he's going to be accustomed to what he always does when Yontif falls out before Shabbos. However, over here, Yontif is after Shabbos. He's not going to have a valid Erev for Yontif, and he's nonetheless still going to think he does have a valid Erev, and he's going to carry outside of his Tchum, which is a very big problem. So to prevent this, the Mishnah told us that even when Shabbos is after Yontif, he nonetheless needs to physically bring his Erev to the actual Makam Shvisa. But over here, there's no such concern with our Erev in a basket on the tree, so it's still valid even though he didn't actually tilt the basket and take his Erev. We're going to stop here for the day. Tomorrow we're going to pick up with more Rabirmia's Shita, but for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.